Welcome to the Manage My Wedding podcast, where we believe your wedding is the most important time in your life and you deserve to feel supported and organised when planning the wedding of your dreams. I'm your host, Yvette Sitters. Hello and happy Easter to everyone who's listening in real time. Today you are listening to episode 72 and I hope everyone had some downtime and I hope you ate lots of yummy chocolate and food. I love chocolate and I love food, so I can't get enough of both of them at Easter time. I do have to say though, and I'm sure many of you brides are cringing because Easter, oh, it's not good for brides who are getting married soon, right? Always trying to watch what we eat for the wedding day. <laughs> now, I felt on this week's podcast, it was appropriate being Easter time, that I talked today about weddings that fall on national public holidays or the days around that. Um, and I'm talking about things such as Easter, Christmas, Halloween, New Year's, the 4th of July for those in America, Australia Day, if in Australia, and any other day that really means something special to your country or to you. Now, if today is your first time joining me here and listening to the Manage My Wedding podcast, then welcome. It is absolutely fabulous to have you here and congratulations on getting engaged. If you are using the Manage My Wedding Planning app or our essential wedding planning printables, then I suggest after this podcast, you head to episode one and two, right back at the start, where I talk in detail about the wedding budget and guest list. These are the first two items in the Manage My Wedding app and printables task list, and you really cannot move forward without other planning tasks until these two tasks are complete. Most of you avoid them, but they affect every decision you make, and you'll understand why when you listen to those episodes. Now, I also want to apologize if during this podcast you can hear lots of rain. I can hear it. It's extremely loud. The east coast of Australia is flooding and it's just torrential rain for days and I have to get my podcast out. So I was like, the show must go on. So I am praying at the moment for people to stay safe and hopefully no lives are lost over the next day or so because they're going to be very critical and my heart goes out to anybody who listens that's being affected at the moment. But I really wanted to go on with the show and I'm going to record anyway. So I hope you don't hear the noise in the background. (laughs) So if is your wedding falling on or around a national holiday? And if so, how can you incorporate that into your wedding without it taking over the wedding? And what do you need to consider? So firstly, what do you need to consider? Well, get in early with invites as many people go away during those times. (laughs) Or if you really need to cut the numbers down, then don't get in early (laughs) because some people then might not be able to make it. But there are some people I know that you'll really want there. So just get in early before they make any plans or book any holidays. Now, remember that some hotels and cities also get very busy over holidays or public holidays. So get in early for accommodation rates and transport, book transport as well, because these things they tend to book out early and they can be really costly if they're booked last minute. And the other thing that you need to consider is that people might whinge at the start when they hear that it's over a public holiday or it's over New Year's Eve. I have a really good example of this. Back way, way, way at the beginning of my wedding days, I was running an event 
at Cronulla Beach down in Sydney and it was a New Year's Eve wedding. And I have to say, it instantly came to my mind, and not because I had to work it, (laughs) but more I was like, oh, I'm really not sure I would like to go to a wedding myself on New Year's Eve because, you know, that's the night you're celebrating and it's just a, a yearly refresh and reset for some people. But do you know what? Everyone came and they did. Some people, when they arrived and got a drink, were like, oh, you know, not sure about New Year's Eve. But they had the best night because who isn't up for partying on New Year's Eve? I tell you what, that wedding went off with a bang and there was not one person that left saying how awesome the night was. And the couple could not have felt any more of the love from everyone else. So you know what? You might think people are going to complain, but they end up absolutely loving it. So it's really can end up being a positive thing. Now, some of you may have deliberately picked your date because you love Halloween, for example, or everyone knows you're really party hard and you love New Year's Eve. (laughs) And if that's the case and you have picked a date because you and your partner, one of you has a really special bond with that celebration or that public holiday, then I say go all out. Let that theme and that public holiday, whatever it is, even if it's, you know, Easter, let it take over the wedding. Theme the wedding around it from the invites to the music, to the table decorations, to the drinks, absolutely everything, like really embrace it. But if it just happens that you could only you could only get a certain day of the week so you had to have that date or you had no choice because there is no availability at your venue or, or with your suppliers which is very common at the moment thanks to the pandemic moving so many weddings then you don't need to let the national holiday take over your special day you know if it wasn't deliberate and that's how it's ended up don't let it take over it if that's not really you Instead, you can just give a little touch here and there in your wedding to, you know, show respect maybe to that public holiday. Now, there is always quite a bit of joy, I think, already in the air from a public holiday. So having your wedding on that day, it'll be pretty special and it will only make that day more fun, like what I mentioned before with the New Year's. But how do you go about giving your wedding that little touch to celebrate the national public holiday while making sure you still keep your own personalities? Now, I think one, think about your colours and your theme. So you could at Christmas have green with a splash of red on the table centrepieces, or you could have mistletoe, which is super romantic anyway. And if it's Valentine's Day, you could theme the wedding pink and red tones. So just incorporating whatever that day is into a little bit of colour. Two, you can think about the menu and the food served. If it is Easter, you can give Easter eggs for guest favours or serve an Easter egg shell with dessert served inside it or have hot cross buns served at 10pm to fill up the bellies. You also have to remember that many don't eat red meat on Good Friday. So make sure you consider that if it's a Good Friday wedding. And if it's around Christmas time, you can serve turkey. If you are Australian and it's Australia Day, serve lamingtons or pavlova. And the same goes for any other country because I know that you listen all around the world. You can serve something that resembles your country on that public holiday. Number three is serve some beverages to suit like St. Pat's Day. Now this is a 
bit of a given, but you could give everyone a mini Guinness on arrival or Guinness flavored gravy on your meal. And if it's Christmas time, you can serve eggnog or have peppermint and cranberries placed in cocktails for color, or even, you know, just popped in the water just to give that bit of Christmas pop. So you can really get lots of fun beverages. Number four is table decorations. Now, this is quite, I think, an easy one to include. You can have jingle bells with little love notes on them for Christmas time and everyone rings them to make you kiss. Or you could have name tags attached to Christmas baubles so that they can take home, you know, their their name tag and their guest favour in one. And they're actually then likely to use the gift and take it home. But it also then just adds colour to the table instantly. And those bobbles don't even have to be red and green. Christmas bobbles can be any colour, so you can make them the colour of your wedding. But you've still then incorporated that Christmas theme somehow just a little bit. And for Halloween, you could have pumpkins on the table. And, oh, my gosh, I've actually seen someone on Instagram, which I did save the picture, so I'll have to, when this podcast out, podcast comes out, I'll have to share the image, but it's these gorgeous little mini painted pumpkins. And they're in these beautiful pastel colors on the tables because the wedding was on Halloween, but it still looked so pretty and so wedding light, but had that little splash of Halloween. So you don't have to keep the Halloween colors or, you know, the Easter colors, but you can always incorporate these things easily into the wedding. Now, The last point, number five, I want to make mention is that if you really don't want to theme anything, (laughs) as you really have already had your mindset on what the wedding was going to look like and everything that you wanted, then, you know, don't do it. But maybe just do one thing that is a complete hit with everyone and gets them all talking. So some suggestions here would be get an Easter, do everything that you want right? Everything. Set it up like a wedding. Don't acknowledge any special day. But then if it's Easter, you know, get an Easter bunny that hits the dance floor, dressed up in an Easter bunny suit and hands out Easter eggs on the dance floor while everyone's dancing. I mean, how much fun would that be? After the eggs are handed out, Easter's gone. And then you've just done one little splash. Everyone's going to laugh. Everyone's going to have a few drinks, be dancing. Easter bunny will probably get thrown around a bit on the dance floor, but it's memorable. You could even have Santa who shows up to hand out guest favours to everyone. You could have glass skulls that everyone gets served a shot of tequila on on arrival to celebrate Halloween and that's it. You could have fireworks if it's New Year's Eve and if it's your country's national celebration day, then maybe you just fly a flag and play the national song or the anthem before you cut the cake and that's how you, you know show respect to your country. If it's New Year's Eve, you really can go above and beyond and do so many different things. So my suggestion here would be, you know, pass out sparklers on New Year's Eve just before midnight or give all the women a mini tiara. Not not a fancy one, obviously, just a classic sort of style. And, you know, have a New Year's resolution guest book and all the guests write their New Year's resolutions in that guest book and you get to read them all later. So you know, you could just do a one hit wonder on the night instead of having to do too many things. But honestly, we could truly go on and on with ideas, but really think food, think drinks, think color and theme, and then you've got it covered. 
But, you know, I just want to say really that day is still yours. So you choose how this is going to be celebrated in a way that suits both you and your partner's personalities. Holiday weddings are fun. Most people have time off so they will really get into the spirit with you and just make sure it's all about you and that you have a good time because you are the most important person and if you're happy, that shines and then your guests, they have a great time as well. So thank you for listening today. If you found today's podcast helpful and you would like to go into a monthly draw to win a bridal gift pack full of wedding day goodies, then make sure you pop over and leave a review in the Apple Podcast app. And if you would like more than one entry, then leave a review on the app in the store and on Facebook and you will get an entry for each review. And until next time, enjoy being engaged and staying organised and stress-free while planning the wedding of your dreams.